Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 27, Steve Benson, running for city councilor in Ward 7, recorded on September 2nd, 2018. Steve Benson, you're running for city councilor in Ward 7. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thanks, Joey. Thanks for having me. So firstly, tell us, who are you? Well, my name's Steve Benson, as you just mentioned. Born and raised in Hamilton and grew up on the West Mountain. I'm a husband, 25 years, just celebrated my 25th year anniversary. I'm a father of three, a grandfather of four. I've lived in Hamilton my whole life. Why are you running? I'm running for city council because I really don't like the direction I see Hamilton going. There's plans of bringing in upwards of another 100,000 people in the next 10 years, and I don't believe we have the infrastructure. I definitely know we don't have the available employment that's going to be needed to help everybody get through life. There's constant talk about building more and more affordable housing, but not really getting to the root of the problem. We need to create the jobs, make life more affordable. We need to, get to, we need to create jobs and make life more affordable for all. We need more common sense decision-making in City Hall. That's why I'm running. Do you live in Ward 7, yes or no? No. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? In my opinion, I chose to run outside my ward for the very reason I think I can listen to the people in the ward better than bringing my own ideas for what I want to see in my ward. Keep in mind, I lived in Ward 7 for probably 20 years of my life, so I'm very grounded. I know what's going on there. But I, I look at, like, there's a, an article, I think it was a Hamilton News, where a counselor in the Stony Creek Mountain area decided to pave all the streets around his house. To me, that's, if it was needed, great, but it seems to be it's pretty much a personal decision, and that's something that I don't want to do in my ward. I want to listen to the people and make the best decisions for them. How have you contributed to your community and our city? Like many parents, I've coached minor league sports, hockey, soccer, blast ball, lacrosse, coached for many years. That's really what my focus was on in the community. So that's kind of where I'm at. I've never run for city council before, so I'm looking forward to this. What are your two priorities for Ward 7 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? I think you mentioned this earlier, you know, most counselors or candidates have many issues that they want to deal with. So the top two, and not necessarily in any order, taxes in the city are ridiculously high. In Ward 7, I think they bring in over, you know, an estimate. I can't get a full number from the city, but I estimated close to $80 million, and only a little over $1.3 million goes back to the ward. We need to get more money back to the ward to create better opportunities, to create a better environment to get the services back that we need. There's also talks that the LRT will bring in possible higher taxes, upwards of another 2.4%. We can't afford this. We need to stop it. We need to put a, an end to it. Most people don't even realize this because the province has said, oh, we're going to foot the bill. We're going to give you a billion dollars, but there's the maintenance and operational costs that the city's going to put on the people. We can't have it. It's ridiculous. So taxes there. Small business growth in Ward 7, for sure. You have places like Concession Street that it's a jewel in the making, but regulations and bylaws and, and license fees makes it almost impossible to open a business or keep one running. Some of the small mom and pop shops there are paying $11,000, dollars $15,000, $20,000 in property taxes. 
and it's hard to it's hard to make a living. You know, on top of that, now they have to pay their their property taxes at their house. I know one guy was paying about twenty five thousand dollars total for his business and his house. That's a lot of money that can be put back into creating jobs. I think that we need to reduce the taxes and we need to grow small business. Your citywide priorities are same as in my ward. I think we need to reduce taxes or implement a freezing of, of property taxes over the next four years. We need to create employment. This will help create employment, more employment opportunities, I feel, and we can take some of the burden off the system. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? Currently, I'm a business owner myself, so I, I fully understand the need for the city to help us. I'm also no stranger to high-impact thinking. For over 20 years, I was a television producer. So I navigated difficult territories. I've dealt with multi-million dollar budgets, negotiations, and with vendors, putting together high-level teams. It was my job to make sure every job was completed on time and, of course, under budget. The biggest strength of mine is understanding people. When I told friends and family I was going to run for city council, everyone always said, oh, you'd be good at that. I didn't really ask them why. I guess I kind of knew. The bottom line is I want to do my part. I'm compassionate to others, and I want to listen. We all have our own set of problems and deal with them differently. My strength is helping people with theirs. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium density, transit-connected housing in walkable communities and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? Well, I think we need to take a step back and realize the current provincial intensification mandate was created by a political party that's actually no longer has standings in Ontario. So we need to know where the current conservative government stands on the issue. Second, land intensification is supposed to reduce outworth growth, which seems the city isn't following anyways with the huge development slated for Alfreda. This intensification is supposed to integrate with the neighborhoods, but you only have to look to the Stony Creek Mountain where multi-level housing projects are being built five feet from the streets. This city presents nice-looking proposals for intensification, but in reality are causing more issues than they are solving. Everywhere I go in new development, it's difficult to navigate and design to slow everybody down. Where would I build if it was mandated in, in the ward? I know there's been talks with the city and Cadillac Fairview to build possible housing in the malls or around the malls. This is an idea. There's also talks of them building a six to 8,000 seat arena. I think this would definitely help out the area. So that would be one area where I would look to if it made sense. I'm not gonna tear up green spaces to build housing. What is something interesting or unique about Ward 7 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? You know what, if I had somebody come in from out of town I would uh, definitely recommend them to, you know, check out Concession Street. They have a lot happening. Over the years, it's really been developed up. They have live music. They have great restaurants. And I think they should check it out. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? Well, we need to improve transit and we need to improve traffic congestion. We need to move people better. That, that's simple. 
The LRT has proven to be good for cities, but we need to use new technology, not outdated track and wire systems. For traffic, it's a simple. The city implemented something called traffic calming. It doesn't work. I don't know where they came up with this. I don't know where the studies were completed. But stopping everybody, stopping drivers at every red light and reducing speed limit is causing havoc on our streets, causing congestion. It's causing a dangerous situation. People now have to drive 80 in a 40 zone to meet the next light, or they drive 40 and they get stopped at every red light. It's ridiculous, and it needs to be fixed. So transit and traffic. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? We need to lower taxes or freeze taxes over the next four years. Cost of living is becoming outrageous and everything is going up but our paychecks. Adding the LRT tax can happen. We need to fight this. We also need to look at the food costs in Hamilton or in the surrounding area. I actually shop outside of Hamilton because it's cheaper. Why? Is it taxes? I don't know. But we need to look into it. Second thing I would do is not encourage 100,000 new visitors in the next 10 years. We don't have the infrastructure for it. We don't have enough jobs. People are going to be back living on the streets. I just came from L.A., and you know what? The tent cities are real. I came from New Orleans recently. Tent cities are real. We can't have that happen in Hamilton because we're bringing in too many people. Let's create the jobs and then bring people in. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? I'm okay either way, to be honest with you. I know federally, conservative race, they had ranked balloting. Did the best winner win? I don't know. But the one that people wanted, I guess, won. As long as you run a good campaign and you're honest, you should be good. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? You know what? I, when I was uh, decided to run for city council, I went down to city hall twice, once to pick up my paperwork and once to drop it off, and not one councillor was there. I ran into an elderly lady who had been trying to get a hold of their council person for three weeks, didn't receive a phone call back. She had to take two buses to go down there to see them. We need to do better. I'm going to open up an office in the ward, and I'm going to be working that office. I'm going to be available to listen and to help people with their issues. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? You know, city managers have to deal with unions and police and fire, and I think they need to have vision. I think we need to look at the current city plan. They have to be compassionate. They have to listen, but they also have to be, have a strong personality. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? Did that for 20 years. I'm good at it. You know, in television industry, sometimes you get low budgets and you have to make it work. And that's what I'm good at. I'm good with allocating people. I'm good with working with budgets and making sure the job gets done right. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope will describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? For me, I'd love to hear the words four more years. For city council, great progress made. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks you wish to share? I have a few different ideas. Obviously, for myself, I'm here for the people. As I said, I'm not running in my ward. I'm running outside my ward so I can better serve the people of the ward. I think the ward has a lot of potential. You have the Senior Center, you have Concession Street, you have Lamarge Mall, all doing great things. 
One of the most troubling things for me that I recently heard, I'm sure all the candidates, maybe, I don't know if any have brought them up, but we got emailed something about Players Paradise, the soccer arena that is being shut down to open up a marijuana grove facility. I don't know who in city council allowed this. It is, you know what, for me, I put my kids in sports to keep them off drugs. And what, what message are we sending when we kick them out to grow drugs? They should be ashamed. City council should be ashamed of allowing this. It's obviously a money issue, but you can't throw 3,000 kids out in the street to grow pot. So I'm going to do better. Thank you for joining us today. I want to thank my coworkers in the SeedWorks Urban Offices, where I recorded this podcast today. For regular listeners of the 155, that is a bit of a change. And so I thought you might enjoy the fact that I, instead of thanking the library, I thank my coworkers. Thank you again, Steve, for joining us. This has been episode 27 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.